The following audio is from the King's Chapel in Clifton, Virginia. For more information about our church or to listen to more sermons from this series, you can visit us online at thekingschapel.org. Brightly shining, it is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A The weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Oh, fall on your knees, oh, hear the angel voices. Thank you for everything you're doing. Uh, and thank you guys for being here. What, what a wonderful and warm audience. And I, I, I hesitate to um, read this story because those of you that know me, I'm just a wreck 
in, in, in reading some things, so I'm going to pull this thing off. Hang on. For years now, this, this was originally called Trouble at the Inn, and it's a story by Dina Donahue. For years now, whenever Christmas pageants are talked about in a certain little town in the Midwest, someone is sure to mention the name of Wallace Perling. Now, Wally's performance in one annual production of the Nativity play has slipped into the realm of legend. But the old-timers who were in the audience that night never tire of recalling exactly what happened. Wally was nine that year and in the second grade, though he should have been in the fourth. Most people in town knew that he had difficulty in keeping up. He was big and clumsy, slow in movement and mind. Still, Wally was well-liked by the other children in his class, all of whom were smaller than he. Though the boys had trouble hiding their irritation when Wally would ask to play ball with them or any game, for, for that matter, in which winning was important, most often they'd find a way to keep him out. But Wally would hang around anyway, not sulking, just hoping. He was always a helpful boy, a, a willing and smiling one, and the natural protector, paradoxically, of the underdog. Sometimes if the older boys chased the younger ones away, it would always be old Wally who'd say, can't they stay? They're no bother. Wally fancied the idea of being a shepherd with a flute in the Christmas pageant that year, but the play's director, Miss Lombard, assigned him to a more important role. After all, she reasoned, the innkeeper did not have too many lines, and Wally's size would make his refusal of lodging to Joseph more forceful. And so it happened that their usual large partisan audience gathered for the town's yearly extravagance of crooks and creches, of beards, crowns, halos, and a whole stage full of squeaky voices. No one on stage or off was more caught up in the magic of the night than Wallace Perling. They said later that he stood in the wings and watched the performance with such fascinating fascination that from time to time, Miss Lombard had to make sure he didn't wander on stage before his cue. Then the time came when Joseph appeared, slowly, tenderly, guiding us on to the door of the inn. Joseph knocked hard on the wooden door set into the painted backdrop. Wally, the innkeeper, was there, waiting. What do you want? Wally said, swinging the door open in a brusque gesture. We seek lodging. Seek it elsewhere. Wally looked straight ahead but spoke vigorously. The inn is filled. Sir, we have asked everywhere in vain. We have traveled far and are very weary. There is no room for you in the inn. Wally looked properly stern. 
please, good innkeeper, this is my wife, Mary. She's heavy with child and needs a place to rest. Surely you must have some small corner for her. She is so tired. Now, for the first time, the innkeeper relaxed his stiff stance and looked down at, at Mary. With that, there was a long pause, long enough to make the audience a bit tense with embarrassment. No, be gone, the, prosp uh, the prompt prompter whispered from the wings. No, Wally repeated automatically, be gone. Joseph sadly placed his arm around Mary, and Mary laid her head upon her husband's shoulder, and the two of them started to move away. The innkeeper did not return inside his inn, however. Wally stood there in the doorway, watching the forlorn couple. His mouth was open, his brows creased with concern, his eyes filling unmistakably with tears. And suddenly, this Christmas pageant became different from all others. Don't go, Joseph, Wally called out. Bring Mary back. And Wallace Perling's face grew into a bright smile. You can have my room. Some people in town thought that the pageant had been ruined. Yet there were others, many, many others, who considered it the most Christmas of all Christmas pageants they had ever seen. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. He loved beyond measure. He gave beyond our ability to imagine everything he had and was to prepare a place in heaven for us, like Wally prepared that inn with a sacrifice of himself. And he came to give us that place in heaven as a free gift, not based on our goodness, our loving kindness, our intellect, our color, our strength, our endurance, not based on anything but in a peculiar and amazing substance called grace. The Bible says, for by grace you have been saved, that's made whole, cleansed through faith, and it's not of yourselves, it's not by works. It's not your own goodness that gets you unless any man brag or boast. It is the sheer love of God for men that to this moment demands our full attention. It is a place in heaven as open for us as this inn was for Mary and Joseph. And if you have never stepped into his presence and asked him to forgive your sins and invite you into a place that he offers you forever in a place far beyond that which we can see or touch. If you are like me, lost, undone by my choices in life, and yet one night 
in a place like this, one old man got up and said, you can receive Christ and know that your sins are forgiven, that heaven awaits you, that a new life can be formed in you, that no matter what you've done, I will receive you and call you to myself, that where I am, you may also be. He invites each one of us right now tonight who do not know him to come to him, all you who travail, who are sorrowful and heavy laden. Could you just bow and pray with me as we wind to a conclusion? Lord, you said that in your mansion there are many rooms and we would be there with you. Lord, we feel that we do not merit any of your love, really. And yet you have chosen to give it and you have sacrificed yourself to take all of our sins on your precious body and hung on a cross for our sake and for our salvation. Lord, we will not turn away from you. We look fully at you now and we see and believe that you are loving and that you are calling each one in this room in some way to either a greater measure of faith or to, your, or to a relationship that is personal and loving with you. He is only a prayer away. If it is your desire to come to Jesus here tonight in this moment, you just say in your heart, God have mercy on me, a sinner. Believe that Jesus Christ is the only Savior and then choose to follow him and he will revolutionize your life. He is cleansing some of you even now in this morning, in this moment as he did me many years ago and continues to help me in my weakness and infirmity. Oh God, bless this thy people and thank you for this night. We love you and praise you for all you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen.